When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on? What's happening? What you doing? Tomorrow is Friday. The weekend is here. The extended weekend is here for those in United States listening. We have, of course, Labor Day weekend, a three-day weekend off on Monday. It's kind of like the last official weekend of the summer with barbecues and parties and a little bit of drinking, a little bit of good times. It's amazing how... This summer has gone, you know, with everything happening, kind of a lot of restrictions that have been lifted because of COVID, and some of those restrictions are are coming back in certain areas. So it's kind of like the summer started out so promising, right? Like all this great stuff is happening, and now we're like, oh, shit, you know, what's going to happen here in the fall? What's going to happen in the winter? You know, it's just a lot of question marks. Shows continue to get canceled or postponed. Obviously, everyone knows about Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. And prior to that, Mammoth had to cancel a few performances as well. So it still 
happening, right? I mean, Tesla had to do the same and a lot of other bands. So, you know, who knows what this fall is going to lead to. We still have great music, and that's what we do focus here on The Hook Rocks. And today, we are going to be talking about the new Iron Maiden album, Senjutsu. We're going to get into that in just a bit. Got some great shows coming up here in September. Thank you again for listening to all the shows in August. Some of the shows we did with Brad Gillis, Dee Snyder, Sidney Taylor from Metal from the Inside, Danko Jones. We had some great new bands like Age of Truth and The Dead Deads, who have a new album coming out September 10th, The Cold Stairs. By the pleasure of seeing in August at a club outside of Chicago, John Karabi. If you haven't checked out his new song, Cosabella, it is phenomenal. It's a great tune. It's a great feel-good tune. And I guarantee you by the time you're done listening to it, you're going to be singing along to it. It's a mark of a great song. So check that out. Like I mentioned, Dee Snyder, he's got his new album out. Night Ranger's got theirs. Danko Jones has a new album out as well. Lots of great new music. Lots and lots of great new music. Hope uh, you're making the time to listen to it and checking it out. Hope you're going to shows wherever they may be. Hopefully, they can t- we continue to have concerts here, like I just mentioned. Also, a new venture here for The Hook Rocks. Over the past several months, myself and... My great friends, Tom and Zeus, at Shout It Out Loudcast, the great KISS podcast that you have to check out, which is also on Pantheon Podcast, the platform I'm on. We've been talking about doing a collaboration on the love we have for Led Zeppelin. And we were finally able to do it. The schedule's finally aligned, and we put out our first episode yesterday which is kind of like the introduction to our journey in Zeppelin, why we became Zeppelin fans, what Zeppelin means to us, the love and the passion that we all have. We also have Shout It Out Loudcast superfan Murph joining us, as well as the three of us. So it's, it's a great conversation. You know, everybody has a Led Zeppelin story. All Led Zeppelin fans have a Led Zeppelin story, where they were when they first heard them, what the music means to them personally, to us personally. And this is a great first step in our journey, which is going to be every quarter. You know, we haven't ironed out the schedules yet, but the plan is to release an episode every quarter and have a discussion on the events taking place during the career of Led Zeppelin, the timeline. Of Led Zeppelin. So we're going to start like we did in the first episode, talking about the pre-Zeppelin days, where they formed, what happened, all that stuff. And then we're going to go into the albums. We're going to do some special stuff too as well. So um, check all that out. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with with the discussion and you know our point of view on it. So I'm excited about it and looking forward to recording the next episode which will be out 
prior to the new year. At least that's the hope. Our fingers are crossed. So check that out. You can find that episode on any podcast platform that you listen under Shout It Out Loudcast. They're running the show. It's on their platform. I'm the guest, and so is Murph. But you can find it if you search on any podcast platform, whether it's Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google, Pandora, Stitcher, wherever. Search Shout It Out Loudcast, and you'll see the introduction episode for Led Zeppelin. They do a great job discussing KISS. So if you're a KISS fan and you haven't heard their podcast, I highly suggest you do because it's phenomenal. It's fantastic. They have a lot of fun with their guests. They've had some great guests on the show like Chris Jericho, Charlie Benante, Bruce Kulik, Carrie Stevens, who's been on our show a couple of times. She's fantastic. Just a great discussion every week. They also do some awesome bonus episodes. I think the last episode they did was a discussion on Dawkins' Back for the Attack, which was a great album that I loved and enjoyed when I was a kid. So they've got a really cool take. They, Like I said, they have a lot of fun. Love those guys over there. And hope you enjoy the introduction episode and look for more as we continue our journey with that discussion. As I mentioned, they're on the Pantheon podcast platform. As we are here at The Hook Rocks, you can find a whole bunch of other music podcasts on that platform. I mentioned a few from time to time, like Martin Popoff, The Harak Historian, Mistress Carrie, out in Boston. Both of them have been on the show, both great guests. Cobras and Fire, Love those guys over there. They're doing a great job. A lot of funny stuff, too, as well. Their take and their point of view. And hanging and banging with Carmen Apice and Vinny Apice with local Chicago promoter Ron Anesti, which is really cool because he just opened up a theater in Des Plaines, Illinois, which is about 25 minutes outside of Chicago, 20 minutes outside of Chicago. It's where I grew up. Most people know Des Plaines as being the home of the serial killer John Wayne Gacy. Uh, it's actually right off of O'Hare Airport, so if, and there's a lot of trains that go through Des Plaines. So if you don't like planes and trains, don't live in Des Plaines. But I grew up there, went to high school locally in Des Plaines. But the Des Plaines Theater is now going to be a concert venue, which is awesome for people local to Chicago because it used to be a movie theater back in the day when I was growing up. It's like one of those dollar show theaters. You know, you pay, God, was it even a dollar? It might have even been 50 cents back then. And it's gone through, you know, change of hands a few times. There's been different owners. They've tried to do a few different things there, but they're going to have concerts there. And I know one of the shows coming up that I want to go see is Ingve Malmsteen and John Five. Looking forward to that. And there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff. I think Jeff Tate's playing there, uh, his solo work, and a few others as well. So it's really cool. What's awesome about that, too, as well, is it's got the train line from the city of Chicago and Woodstock, Illinois, which is, gosh, about 50 minutes to an hour outside of Chicago. And that train line goes all the way from the city to Woodstock. So you can take the train coming in or going out. And you can stop at the Displays Theater, grab yourself a bite of food, and watch a great 
show. That's a genius move to have a concert venue right there because you're going to be pulling from the west, you know, one of the furthest western suburbs of the Chicago area, Woodstock, and then pulling from the city. So big things there. That's really cool that they're doing that. I'm really excited. Why don't we take care of some business with our sponsor, and we will get to the Iron Maiden album review here shortly. This episode of The Hook Rocks is sponsored by Blue Chew. Say it with us, Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help a man get a longer and stronger lasting erection. Boing! Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form at a fraction of the cost. Cha-ching! Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve harder, stronger erections to combat all forms of ED, erectile dysfunction. Very important thing in any relationship, by the way. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, on the interwebs, folks. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew's Sidenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA. America, America. And they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit with an extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And here's a special. For our Hook Rocks listeners, just for you guys, try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code MILK SHAKE. At checkout, just pay $5 in shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code MILK SHAKE to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the Hook rocks all right let's get into this review here of iron maiden's new album senjetsu i say this a lot when i'm talking about music that really impacts me and connects with me right away i call it a holy shit moment and holy shit this this album is awesome it is iron maiden right it is what we know it is what we love about iron maiden one of the greatest, biggest bands in rock and metal history. They deliver with their 17th album, Senjutsu. Fantastic album, an epic album, an album that 
is like a performance, meaning like you could see this story or this performance and the way it's arranged, like on Broadway, in a musical, it is bigger than just an album. Coming off Book of Souls, which was another fantastic album in their catalog, what is what was Iron Maiden going to do? They headed to the studios in France and recorded in 2019 on a break of a Legacy of the Beast tour. The album was expected to be released sooner. Obviously, pan- the pandemic changed those plans. Nothing we can do about it. But here we are with the album that a lot of us have been anticipating in 2021. We were hoping this album would be out soon, and it is. I'm glad they didn't wait till 2022 because it delivers. It's different than a lot of Iron Maiden albums. We all know the Iron Maiden sound. We all love it. Iron Maiden fans crave it, and it has those elements of Iron Maiden. One of the things that people talk about whenever they say Iron Maiden is, you know, a lot of their albums sound the same and, you know, they have the same thematic themes and whatnot. And that's all true, right? But that's why we love Iron Maiden. We want Iron Maiden to give us Iron Maiden, right? We don't want them to do much of else. And they do evolve as a band. They have evolved. I mean, you look at some of the older stuff, you know, obviously the the self-titled debut into Killers, then Bruce Dickinson joined with Number of the Beast onto Peace of Mind, and then Power Slave, Somewhere in Time, and Seven Son of the Seventh Son. If you look at the progression of all those albums, those albums are very different and also the same in a lot of respects, too. But they are a band that has evolved a lot since their beginnings. And the reason why this album is different is because it brings in a lot of different elements into one. If I have one way to describe this record, it is if you combine everything you've heard before from Iron Maiden and you mix it in a pot, right? You stirred it up. You stirred up the Iron Maiden stew. You have Senjutsu. It has all the elements of what we've heard before. It's almost like Iron Maiden influenced themselves when making this record, the songs are are incredible. The arrangements are great, and we all know Iron Maiden touches in a lot of different things: sorcery, mystery, history, all those stuffs. You know, they pull from a lot of different things and a lot of different you know parts of literature and historical events, like I mentioned. And it has it here. It really does. It totally delivers with what you want from an Iron Maiden album and gives you more and gives you kind of a different perspective of their music. So if you're getting your pre-order tomorrow or if you're planning on going out and buy it, buying it tomorrow, expect a great Iron Maiden album. Expect Iron Maiden to deliver all the things that you love about Iron Maiden, but expect some differences, some some things that maybe you've never heard on an Iron Maiden album before and expect them to combine all those great moments that you know and love from the band into these songs. Bruce Dickinson sounds amazing, 64 years old. 
Steve Harris, again, masterful with the writing and arrangements. There's a couple songs written by Adrian Smith and Yannick Gers on the album. I can't say enough about it. It is a, a holy shit album. Book of Souls was phenomenal. This album's phenomenal. I've only listened to it a few times. I'm not ready to say it's better than Book of Souls, but it delivers. And I think I'll make that assessment as I listen to it over time because it's not fair to compare Book of Souls to this album and vice versa because I haven't listened to it as much as Book of Souls, right? And I'm also a fan of Iron Maiden's new stuff too as well as the classic stuff. I think the albums that they've released over the past decade, whether it's gotten longer than the past decade, whether it's Sinjetsu, Book of Souls, um, Matter of Life and Death, Final Frontier, I love all those albums. I think that the new Iron Maiden is just as good as the classic Iron Maiden. And I know some people may give me grief on that, but if you truly listen to the albums and don't just... You know, if you have an interest in listening to the newer stuff, you'll probably agree with me. You'll probably agree that the stuff is excellent, is really, really good. The other idea or the other thought that you have to think about is, is this the last Iron Maiden album? It took them six years to make this album after Book of Souls. Steve Harris is 65, Dickinson 64. The band is in their mid-60s. Will they have enough in the tank if they go on another you know, six-year journey with touring and playing? Because they usually tour on the album first. They usually do a couple runs. They, they're, they're a global entity, so they, they go to South America. They go to Europe. They go to the UK. They go to the States. They go to Canada. They go to Central America. They go to South America. They go to Mexico. They go to Australia. They go to Japan. They are and a, a gigantic band, right, globally. So they go around and they tour off an album, and then they usually come around and they do a legacy tour, which is all their hits, all their songs that people know and love, and that, again, takes them around the globe. So then they have to write the album, you know, and, and if, they're, if we're going on history, and Book of Souls was, you know, from Book of Souls to now was six years. Prior to that was Final Frontier, which was five years. And prior to that, Matter of Life and Death was four. And Dance of Death was three. So if you do three, four, five, six, does that mean the next album comes out in seven years? Does that mean, you know, they stay on a five, six-year rotation this could very well be their last studio album i mean just based on you know their history with with putting out material and when they put out material and then also their age i know we've talked several times on this podcast about in 10 years where are our favorite bands be when we're done you know with with this decade you know when we hit 2030 where will they be? So it's not out of the realm of possibility that we're listening to the last Iron Maiden album. I hope not. I want them to continue on as long as they can go. But they are very physical. They jump around a lot. You see Bruce Dickinson 
having fun out there, jumping around. Steve Harris is running around with his bass all the time. You know, Nico McBrain is is pounding away at the drums. So they they exert a lot of energy on their shows. Can they give us can can, can they continue to give that same performance? I don't know. Time will tell. I want them to. I hope it is, but you know, whenever you listen to this album, whenever I'm listening to this album, it does kind of sit in the back of my mind like is this the last album from these guys? So Something to take into consideration as we move forward with the with the album review. Let's get into the songs. Um, first song written by Adrian Smith, Steve Harris, called Senjetsu, the title track of the album. A really heavy tone with the album and how it begins. Um, the, the definition of, or the, the meaning in America for Senjetsu is like tactics. So that's something to consider you know, when you're listening to the song and the lyrics, uh, we move on to Stratego, which is Yannick Gers and Steve Harris once again. Probably the most, I never like to use the word commercial, you know, but if, you, if we're comparing it to like Speed of Light from Book of Souls, this is probably the closest song that is reminiscent of of that song from Book of Souls. So, uh, a, a very kind of hooky, catchy song from uh, from Iron Maiden on this. And then we go into the first single, The Writing on the Wall, written by Adrian Smith and Bruce Dickinson. Fantastic song. Um, I really enjoyed it when it came out. I really en- love this song. Again, a very acoustic, very bluesy feel if you really break it down. And You know, there are elements of the blues in Maiden songs from albums past, but this one, you really feel it. Like, you really hit it. I mean, you you know Adrian Smith just did the album with Richie Cotton, Smith Cotton, which was a fantastic album. Um, Not to say that this is a song like that, but Adrian really pulls from the blues. And if you listen to the interviews for that album, he talks about that, and you really do hear it in this song. A little different scope of, of Iron Maiden here with the writing on the wall. We go into Lost in a Lost World, written by Steve Harris. A very interesting song. Again, Steve likes to pull from history and literature. What I got from this song is a parallel from historic times to now and how we're almost repeating history as we've learned through going to school and in history books. And what's the, you know, the thing everyone always says that you must learn from history in order to not repeat it. And I kind of got that from this song It's a very interesting song. One of my favorites on the album. Love this tune days of future past. Again, Adrian Smith, Bruce Dickinson team up on this. This has also got a very cool vibe, a cool tone to it. Again, aspects of the blues, Adrian Smith really kind of bringing that. Um, I really noticed that influence on this album, especially versus albums prior. Maybe it's because of my love for that Smith Cotton album where I'm more in tune to like what he's playing and where he's playing. But I get that vibe from that uh song days of future past and then the time machine written by yannick gers and steve harris great song to end the side one of the album again very cinematic very 
performance. Like it's almost like they're like, you hear this and you're like, man, they're playing like on a Broadway or you can feel the story being told or a story being told through the music in like a live event, like, like a performance event. So it's very interesting how this song kind of very interesting, how this album kind of unwraps itself to the listener and how you absorb it. I'm interested to hear what other people think on the performance on this album and how it grabbed you. So please let me know in the comments sections. We move on to the darkest hour on side two, another great track written by Adrian Smith and Bruce Dickinson. Another one of my favorites on the album. And then we get into the epic journeys. Every album by Maiden is a journey unto itself, right? Where it takes you to another place as you listen. Any everything that you've you've heard from Hallowed Be Thy Name to Revelations to Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner to Alexander the Great, it never stops, right? I mean, it's all it, they they have that ability to take you away from the bedroom or the car or wherever you're listening onto another place. And we know the epic songs that they have written and they have performed. We are all fans of them. We love their music. And the last three tracks of Senjutsu is about 34 minutes long. The album runs 82 minutes, I believe. So this is almost or approaching half of the album. The first song, Death of the Celts, is 10 minutes and 20 seconds. It's very kind of it's kind of like a, it bookends with The Klansman, which is a great song on the Virtual 11 album with Blaze Bailey. I've always loved The Klansman. Klansman is one of my favorite Maiden songs. Even though the the albums with Bailey are not well received, this is one of the gems that come from those two albums that they did with them. I know they do this song live, especially during the Legacy tours, and Dickinson does a phenomenal performance, really brings the song to life. But I even even enjoy the studio version as well. And when you listen to Death of the Celts, you really get that same vibe from the Klansmen. I would love to hear both those songs or both of these songs back-to-back, The Klansmen and Death of the Celts. I think it would be remarkable to hear both those songs performed in that way. We move on to The Parchment, which is the longest song on the album, weighing in at 12 minutes and 39 seconds. Another beautiful arrangement by Steve Harris. A lot of acoustic bass on this album. Uh, a lot of acoustic guitars, uh, very interesting. So be prepared for that. It, a lot of these things you're not really going to be familiar with on an Iron Maiden album or have heard before on an Iron Maiden album. Very layered in keyboards in certain aspects too as well. So I think you know it kind of brings back that Seventh Son of the Seventh Son kind of vibe to it. Um, you know the Heaven Can Wait you know type of vibe to it. So. Uh, be prepared for that. Not to say that these songs sound like anything from those albums, but they are bringing those elements back into a, a, quite a few of the songs on Senjutsu. So that is a great tune. And then Hell on Earth, which is the perfect way to end an Iron Maiden album. It is my, it's either this song, it is 
my favorite or second favorite behind Lost in a Lost World. I also like the Ray on the Wall, but Hell on Earth really grabs you and takes you away, you know, during this song. You definitely leave yourself and really get into it. Um, a fantastic way to end the album. Uh, yeah, perfection at its finest with Hell on Earth by Iron Maiden. So, track listing once again is Senjutsu, Stratego, The Writing on the Wall, Lost in a Lost World. Days of Future Past, The Time Machine, Darkest Hour, Death of the Celts, The Parchment, and Hell on Earth. 17th studio album by Iron Maiden, the follow-up to Book of Souls. It is a jam. It's a fantastic, awesome album. Please go check it out. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section on both Facebook and Twitter. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hope you enjoy the review. Enjoy the album this weekend. you got a long time to listen to it as well. Take care, everybody, and we will talk again soon. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 